Hey, everyone, and welcome to Timeline Scavengers, the podcast specifically designed to last forever. I'm James Anderson, one of your hosts. And I'm Colin Parker, one of your other hosts. On this show, we're going through the MCU in historical order, scene by scene, until the end of time. And James, yeah. I'm bringing back uh, an intro uh-huh. that we haven't done in, well, it's, honestly, for us, it's probably been about a week, okay. and I think maybe in the <laughs> timeline, it's been a few. Yeah. But we're going scene by scene right in the MCU, and we're also going Scavengers Network member by Scavengers mm-hmm. Network mm-hmm. member. Uh, and so today, we have a brand new to the show, Scavengers Network uh, creator. I don't know why I couldn't think of that word. <laughs> I think I was just trying to not say member, like, for the seventh time. Right. Uh, but we are bringing on Melissa. Hello. Hi. And Melissa is one of the hosts of Amateur Detective Club. That's and, right. And right off the bat, I, I was thinking of something as Colin uh, introduced you uh, about what I would have done if I was introducing you. Mm-hmm. How often, when you're guesting, do people say, like, we're not going to keep the, the guest a mystery or, like, make you solve the... Do they ever... Do they often tie in like mystery stuff into the intro or no? They don't, and they really should. <sighs> they really should. Hey, yeah, now we know what fun. to do on the next episode. Yeah, exactly. Hey. Cut that. Don't yeah. don't reveal the secret. But <laughs> <laughs> we should be recording thirty seven first, so that we can have already. No, I'm joking. We should not. Oh, do that so either. yeah. No. <laughs> All right. So uh, we are uh, continuing our adventures of uh, the, what's it called? The uh, rescuing the one hundred and seventh. Um, formerly known as mm-hmm. Rescuing the Howling Commandos. We've been through all that. Um, this one I titled uh, Part 4, Commandos on the Loose! Exclamation point. Um, it's funny to take the MCU synopses of things uh, when you've broken it down like this, because sometimes they don't say much of what you're talking about in the whole scene. I actually yeah. had way more uh, from it, and then I was like, nope, that happens in the next one. I'm not a super big fan of how past James broke down these five uh <laughs> little vignettes not a i think we could have done four maybe pretty easily but we also could have done six and that's the point we're gonna it's gonna be captain america the first avenger starting at 101 23 and ending at 102 31 just rearrange those numbers and and you got it the mcu says the howling commandos begin a riot and start escaping it's not a full sentence from the mcu synopsis but it is what happens in this scene <laughs> it's chaos we have mm-hmm. uh, we have Dum Dum and uh, and Gabe and um, Fallsworth taking over a a blue laser tank. We have uh, Dernier and Marita seeing if Dernier can use a gun, and then they start killing killing folks. And uh, that's pretty mm-hmm. much the scene. So it's a it's a short one, but I have some uh, fun stuff that I found in in trying to find this one thing for the next scene. Listen. Everyone, hang on. The next scene is going to be super great. No, I'm joking. This is going to be a great one, too. Um, but before I get into that, I wanted to open it up to uh, first our guest and then Colin, if there's time. Um, <laughs> if you had any thoughts or impressions. Now, this is a small, short scene, but thoughts or impressions or things that sort of tickled you about uh, about this scene that we're talking about, Melissa. Yeah, this was super fun to jump into this movie that I haven't seen in two years and watch <laughs> watch it from that moment. Right, right. Mm-hmm. Wait, what is this that we're doing right now? <laughs> right. Um, uh, no, but it was great. And I did actually, I went back, I actually went back like 10 minutes mm-hmm. to get the, mm. the rest of the context of it. Sure. Uh, but 
But yeah, it was really interesting to dive right in with these characters that we don't spend a whole lot of time with. Yeah. And like right. really break down and like make a meal of uh, of these little interactions mm-hmm. that they're having. Absolutely. <laughs> it was really fun. Absolutely. I think that probably the reason why I cut it is that there's so many, like you said, like everyone sort of breaks off into their own two or three person scene and mm-hmm. it's it feels very like full it's like a full stage piece of like uh oh they're doing that and they're doing that and they're doing that um mm-hmm. vignette. I, a little yeah a couple of vignettes um i just realized as you said your second sentence that i didn't do the traditional first time on the show questions oh. i noticed that as well but i was like worst case scenario we'll throw it on the next episode right. but we are not doing worst case scenario Mm-hmm. Technically, and so here are the <laughs> questions that we usually ask guests. Uh, first off, but we're 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 all jumbling out of order. We're doing it. Right. We're doing it however we want. Um, I mean, it's like the it's like the movies are exactly. All exactly. Out of order. exactly. <laughs> we're putting yeah. them back. We'll just yeah. We'll remember that that we said that we had said that before. Um, yes. No, that's not necessary this time. Uh, we like to ask people um, sort of what your history with um, Marvel is. Both in terms of if you if you grew up reading the comics, if you watched any of the TV shows, or if you've just been exposed to the MCU and uh, sort of what your context is with that. So like a large scope down to the MCU, um, just sort of where what what you've experienced along the way in your life. Yeah, absolutely. I kind of sort of like I've always loved superheroes. I would watch a Spider-Man movie whenever it would come out, but I was never deep into comic books. Like the right. closest I got was I would read some Betty and Veronica mm-hmm. sometimes when I was a kid, but it was one of those things that I knew if I started to delve into it, it would take over a lot of my time. Yes. And so I kind of just kept them at arm's length for uh-huh. a while. Um, but yeah, when, when the MCU movies started coming out, I was like, okay, here yeah. we go. I guess we're doing this. Uh, I think that I really, really started delving into them. Um, the first Avengers movie I saw mm-hmm. three times in theaters. I think I saw nice. Iron Man before Ooh. that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, so I had seen Iron Man before that, but then once I saw that Avengers movie, I was like, okay, this is good. Yeah. <laughs> Let yeah. me go back and fill in the blanks. So yeah. Now I'll see everything. I'm hopelessly devoted. Absolutely. (laughs) Absolutely. Um, I just really quick. This is off top, but you reminded me. Marvel had this character named Patsy Walker in the 50s and 60s who was sort of like a Betty and Veronica sort of deal. Like sort of like a who's she dating? Oh, no. Who's going to take her to the sock op? Whatever, whatever. Yeah. And then someone along the way made the wild decision that she was going to be in the superhero comic books as the same character and so she's Hellcat. So she's Patsy Walker in like Jessica Jones, her friend um, Trish, right? Is that right? Okay. Uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Is Patsy Walker. And that's why she has that like childhood acting background because she right. had, and like in the comics, they talk about like, we don't, we don't talk about my old show and we don't talk about my old comic right. book or whatever. Right. Because that's they right. made this absolutely, but it's like, I mean, it's kind of like Riverdale before Riverdale where it's like, hey, you know this cool thing uh, that the kids read? What if uh, there was mortal danger involved? Anyone ever thought of that? Like, I think it's absolutely buck wild to 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 have made that decision. It's like we don't need to have a new character. We got Patsy Walker that we can bring in and give a leotard to. So that's delightful. I yeah. I really enjoy that. Yeah. I I'm yeah. very glad. I'm very glad you told me about that because now I'm uh, now I want to investigate. And it's, that's kind of what happens. I see a movie and I'm like, mm-hmm. 
Well, I'm going to go look up the Wikipedia page of this and figure out what happened in the in all of the different comic uh, series. Yeah. So. Um, if I just start quietly chanting one of us, one of us, one of us, that right. we can probably remove that that in like a post edit. Yeah, I could do that in, yeah. in post. Yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> so, James, not to yeah. interrupt, but speaking of investigating. This was a clean transition. It was not interrupting oh, at all. Good. <laughs> uh, speaking of investigating, uh, oh, yeah. something else that we frequently ask about, especially with scavengers folks. Oh, I guess really every podcaster, yeah. but um, you are, we, we teased it, I guess, earlier. That's what we did. We did a little tease, a little cold open, did the title screen, and now we're actually opening into it. Um, so give us, um, well, really more of the listeners here. Uh, a pitch essentially on Amateur Detective Club, since you guys obviously also do investigating there. We do. So we cover murder mystery media. Uh, So we'll do books, we'll do movies, we'll do TV shows, um, we'll do episodes of TV shows. So if there is a murder mystery in Saved by the Bell, for instance, we will look into that and uh, we'll we'll go over the episode and kind of rate it. along our own very particular scales. <laughs> but uh, but yeah, we love, we just love getting into the mysteries. We've done a lot of Poirot. We do, we've done Murder, She Wrote. We did Only Murders in the Building. Um, mm. You know, we'll pick up the new Poirot when Kenneth Branagh releases one. So oh yeah, that's, sure. Uh, you got uh, 12 days until second second season of Only Murders. Mm-hmm. I just saw oh today. Gosh. So exciting. <laughs> yeah. And uh, so. later on this year, you'll have the glass onion as well mm-hmm. to, to observe. Yeah. Um, I'm excited about that one. Yeah. The, oh. the Knives Out sequel that Knives Out, I feel like, was written for right. people. It's like, hey, oh, you've read murder stuff before. You think you know what's going on? <laughs> Screw you. And yeah. in the best Try way, in the most entertaining size. way. But like, yeah. Yeah. But uh, that's really Ryan oh, yeah. Johnson's whole thing, I guess, though, is, hey, you think you know this genre? Yeah. No, no, you don't. <laughs> I do. I mean, you do, yeah. but I know that you, it's and it's this whole thing. Right. Um, yeah, we I did ask? cover Knives Out. Yeah. Um, well, I mean, yeah, I, I, I had, I, I had, I had to imagine that you had. I For do sure. want to come back to the Saved by the Bell thing before. Was that a random fun example, or was that a specific example of something you actually covered? Oh, we actually covered it, and we covered it on the on Snips. scavengers on the, yeah. on the snips. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I also realized that we. I was just like, oh, yeah, you did that at Snips and just like immediately moved on. Mm. We've actually never talked about it, I think, on this show, if I'm not mistaken. I don't think you are. Um, Because this show aired like two weeks before the actual event actually happened. So uh, Snips is the Scavengers Network Indie Podcast Showcase, uh, which we are actually doing again this year in September. And it actually just got announced. Uh, today is June 16th, 2022. Mm-hmm. Uh, this episode will air, obviously, uh, a little bit later than that. Uh, and so it is now safe for me to actually physically be like, hey, I can tell you about these dates now. Um, and I am definitely not stalling for time as I remind myself on what those dates are. Mm-hmm. Um, because <laughs> I have it right here in front of me. And that is September 16th and 17th. Of this year, one month, so just five weeks until until the uh, oh, that. never mind. Yeah, so it's five weeks. So we'll probably have technically talked about it in the past as well because uh, James and I are doing something on uh, on snips yeah. as well ourselves. Well, that'll be uh, fun. So that'll be cool. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, really excited about that. Um, and you know, it's a bunch of shows that are also Scavengers Network, but also a few that are uh, Scavengers Network adjacent. Mm-hmm. 
Uh, so it's a fun time to explore a bunch of different podcasts. Absolutely. And speaking of exploring, I feel like we're now back on track with where we normally are in the episode, What if we right? do social media and then go back into the body And then of go the, back? Yeah. <laughs> mm, that sounds delectably awful we'll for me. We'll say goodbye. Um, we'll, yeah. No, okay. All right, so- uh, My only oh, note, sorry, yeah, for this scene, though, yeah, well, was just simply that one of the funniest things to me in this movie, and I can't explain it, is- uh, the fact that everything is blowing up, right? Like there's all these explosions, people are fighting. It's been happening for a couple of minutes. Yeah. And it takes that much time for uh, the Red Skull to suddenly look at this tiny little itty bitty Game Boy screen um, <laughs> and go, what is happening? And he gets like so mad about it and he immediately turns and runs basically. He like, he he turns around, he hits the alarm button and then he's just like, See you later. He just he, gets out of there. Well, he 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 starts the self destruct of the whole factory. Right, 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 right. He yeah. Oh, that's right. That the alarm is because it's the self destruct, right. which also makes more sense, I guess, technically. I to be like, I really hey, maybe not know. everyone go with it. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Because because uh, uh, Zola's like, uh, what can, about me? Can you not blow up all my work? I'd love it if you yeah. if you didn't blow up all my work. Um, I want to know what he saw. Cause like I know that Steve is holding his own and whatever, but like, is it the sh- like what is it that he saw that he's like, oh that guy, uh oh that guy's trouble? Cause hmm. you know, do I- we think that he kind of intuited that, or he knows he's a super soldier at this point, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. So you know, someone yeah. who's a formidable opponent to him, yeah, um, being revealed. Oh, yeah. you know what? Mm. We're gonna see it next scene. He recognizes yeah. him from the movies, right? He mm. says, "Hey, th- wait a minute. <laughs> That's that. Isn't that Captain America? <laughs> wait a minute. Hasn't that guy punched Hitler in the face over two hundred times? What, what are we doing? Shut down the facility. It's- Which is probably also why Artem Zola also is like, what? What? He's like also freaking out. And then he looks at the little screen for a split second too." He's probably like, I saw that movie. Oh, wait. Oh, no. I saw that movie. I, uh, yeah. It's like if, (laughs) it's like if you're, oh, man, I can't even think of a good example. All I can think of is the Terminator. But like, it's literally like, oh, man, that guy kicked ass in those movies. Oh, crap. Like, yeah, he he kicks ass. It's the train thing. It's the guy from the movies. Oh, no. He's going (laughs) to punt. Like, don't let the train hit me. Right. Yeah. I also, I almost did research except I didn't know how to do it. It almost feels like that like sepia radar thing because it's not mm-hmm. a camera that, that we, we look at. It's like a, it's almost like a sonar thing that is like showing that like weird grainy. There's a whole bunch of stuff in this movie and especially in the Red Skull stuff where, where they're like, this is, this is how we do that. And you're not going to notice because you're used to surveillance, but it's the 40s and usually it's just a guy that's like, Hey, hey, you get out of here. Stop that. Yeah. Oh, okay. So, so yeah, this surveillance system might not have actually been something right. that's uh, of the time. And like, the, so we're going to see an aircraft in the next scene. I'm sorry. Listen, this is not like the intro track to the next scene. We had, there's some actual stuff for this scene, but there's a, <laughs> there's an aircraft in the next scene that is literally it's a it's a it's an alternate universe where that aircraft got made. Gotcha. So a whole bunch of stuff here is like, what if uh, Zola tricked out Red Skull's whole thing? Like, 
I mean, I'm assuming that the, the Hydra's whole thing is they are the science division. Sure. And we did see that one scene where Arnim Zola is like looking through his little looking glass and it puts his head right. giant on a TV screen, right. basically. So surely they must have some stuff that is like, I mean, well, I mean, listen, they're literally holding these backpacks that have blue space energy right. that are being blasted across the screen. Uh, so I guess that makes sense. It's like in Back to the Future where Doc Brown just randomly had his whole house like uh, um, Rube Goldberg just for no, like there's no reason why you have your feed your dog machine when you're taking your dog with you to the past. But if you're a scientist, <laughs> why not? You know, you have the tinker, you have the, you know, connector sets and whatever. Calm. Hi, I'm so sorry. Mm. I actually just clicked on the link just to see a little bit more real quick. Can I tell you all something that is about to blow your minds? It better. Go ahead. Please. The first video surveillance system was installed in 1942 in Nazi-occupied Germany in order to observe the launch of long-range guided ballistic missiles. Shortly thereafter, CCTV systems became available in the U.S. as well to both government entities and commercial users who wished they had it in Germany the year before. What well, if you're an ad executive whoa. for the surveillance systems that you're trying to sell, but you're in America in a post-war situation where you're like, hey, where where they use these before? These are new. These are brand yeah. new. These are right? brand just new. invented yep. them. Definitely not made by some uh, <laughs> Do you that we would be rather like not a, mention. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. <laughs> are you trying to keep an iron grip on your household security? Well, they're <laughs> <laughs> like, where'd you find these? Like, uh, internet. Yeah, so you know what's the, the, that, like, Dad? The real danger is in in what you can see, but what you can what cannot you, see. Not, All right, so oh. <laughs> anyways, let's not talk about what what that thing is not. Um, it's clearly a historically accurate uh, yeah. Nazi surveillance system. Um, Apparently, speaking of historically accurate, uh, I found mm-hmm. out that um, some of the guns, the you know the blue laser guns that they use, that they both. Uh, steal and start shooting stuff with, and also the ones that we used to destroy Kraftwerk before, have mm-hmm. names. Did you know this? Oh. Mm-mm. So to understand these names, you have to understand that Arnim Zola invented them. So the first one, the one that we see in this scene, it's like, hey, do you know how to use that? And then he goes and blows up mm-hmm. a whole thing. Right. That's the Zolanator 2000X assault rifle. The Zolanator. <laughs> Zolanator. Zolanator. Arnim Zola. I like to think that Arnim Zola was like, listen, if you're not going to call me the Zolanator, I'm naming my gun the Zolanator, and I don't care. <laughs> mm-hmm. Of course. It like didn't stick in the yeah, cafeteria. Exactly. He's like, the Zolanator Zeno. is in town. And they're like, hey, Arnim. He's like, get back it. to the lab. Um, so then, yeah. So then after that, or actually before that, the other the thing that uh, Schmidt uses to destroy those three inspectors that are named after uh, German band Kraftwerk, uh, the Arnimulation, Arnimulation, like annihilation, yes, annihilation, Arnimulation, uh, 99L assault weapon. So. <laughs> Amazing. <laughs> okay. I'm going to make up a guestion and hostion on the spot. Mm. If you were just to have a weapon of some sort named after you. Yeah. How like Ooh. think for a brief moment on our let's think for a brief moment on our names and just see what we could invent because I already have mine. Oh my god, that was so fast. The Colin Cinerator. Mm. Mm-hmm. It okay. would just be That's a good. flamethrower and it would just yeah. 
Yeah. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, um, the Melissa Eliminator. Oh, I like that. That's Ooh. good. There you go. Mm-hmm. I um, mine would be uh, a sound-based weapon. It would be some sort of uh, Andersonic destroyer. Oh, ah. okay. That's yeah, okay. Going for the last name. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Hey, you know yeah, I, what? Can you, you know, do with Z- Zolinator and uh, and uh, Arnim. See, I yeah, just think that used, the Zolinator sure works way both. better. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Zolinator's real good. I mean. It's hard to beat something that also puts 2,000 in their name. Yeah. You know? This is yeah. 2,000 times the previous model of Zolinator. And so <laughs> I think that it's like a Super Soaker level weapon yeah. naming. Oh. Like- <laughs> Arnim Zola yes. invented the Super so- Soaker in the MCU. It was actually originally <laughs> called the Super Soaker Serum. And uh, it got, Schmidt heard him wrong and was mm-hmm. like, let's invent that instead. And Zola's like, but... But all my, my designs <laughs> on the pressurized water cannons. <laughs> Some of will not be as fun. <laughs> no, not at all. Not at all. My favorite vignette in this is when uh, Dum Dum and Gabe get in the uh, laser tank, which I can mm-hmm. only imagine is some is named some play on Arnim Zola's middle name. Um, Absolutely. But uh, they get in and Dum Dum it gets in the pa- in the driver's seat and it's like. Um, and Gabe gets in and says, uh, push this one that says Zundung. And uh, they repeat the, the word Zundung back and forth because German words are funny. And then, uh, and then Dum Dum says, Did you, uh, do you speak German? And uh, Gabe says, three semesters, Howard University, switch to French, girls much cuter. And when I first watched this movie, I identified... Listen, cute girls aside, because I think we can all agree that cute girls take all sorts of languages. Cute people take all sorts of languages. But making Mm -hmm. your education decisions based on stuff like that is Mm -hmm. just, it's just right up my alley. Because it's like, let's see, I don't know. Who knows what the future will be? Um, So I I, I really respected that. That was fun. And then, yeah, and then Dum Dum says to him, well, I didn't ask for your resume. Right. Which, which made it's like which I feel like you did though. Yeah, exactly, yeah. exactly. You speak German is actually kind of like a like a references check. I'm just uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, I did look up what Zündung means. Um, I am taking uh, German on uh, Duo, but uh, mm. I am not there for the word ignition. Uh, I thought it was forward or on, but it is actually ignition. Yeah, which is ignition. I was expecting start. Yeah, yeah, or go. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um. So what now, is go in German? Do you know that, um, James? Uh, listen, I'm. It's it's gay. G e h gay. Oh, gay. oh, yeah. Cool. Hey, um, just yeah. in time for yeah, Pride. Exactly. Month. Pride. Well, I, Pride. I guess by the time this episode comes out, right. it, it's just yeah, in time well. for uh, uh, Labor Day. Uh, so, um, <laughs> perfect. <laughs> the yeah, exactly. Uh, so this leads me to my to my question, which can also be a question. Have you ever made a huge decision based on seemingly superficial reasons? Like life changing. Yeah. Okay. Can you think? Oh, yeah. Okay. Well, this was, it wasn't entirely, I guess it was a bit life changing. Okay. Um, But I had been dating a guy for two weeks and then I decided to go to Europe with him. All right. When I was, that worked. Yeah. 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 (laughs) We dated on and off for three years after that. In Europe? Um, I was going to say, was it only when he was about to go to Europe? Because no. like that respect on that <laughs> we, one. Yeah. We need a break. I'm we're in another continent. What are you yeah. talking about? <laughs> yeah. I have to get home. <laughs> no, yeah. We went to nine different countries in 14 Whoa. days. 
Yeah. Oof. It was quite a whirlwind. Yeah. He was doing like a post-college trip and mm. I was doing a play and then he's like, come join me. And I'm like, yeah, okay. That, I guess I will. That's romantic. I like that. Yeah. I'll, I'll go with that. My uh, brother-in-law uh, worked for six months in Australia and he had met a girl um, at a like a wedding reception or something like two weeks before he was going to leave. And yeah, she went with him to, to Australia with no, I mean, she wrote like travel reviews um, or like she did like an internet based thing. So she was like, I can just do whatever. But what that account amounted to was he left to go do his job that he's very, very dedicated to in Australia every day. And so it was, it was rough, but yeah, I, when he said that that was going to happen, we were all like, okay, excellent. <laughs> oh, I mean, you know, why not? Why not is what I said. Um, wow. Colin, hey, what if? Colin, what if? Yeah. yeah. What about you, Colin? Um, I know you're, you're a pretty I'm, superficial guy. Do you? <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, no, I, I think that like, I definitely have probably made some changes that I'm probably very unaware of just because I, with things like social anxiety and stuff like that, like kind of wanting to just go with the crowd and specifically like the crowd that I'm familiar with, not sure. just like a random crowd right. of folks, but like, you know, just to be like, I do not want to rock this boat. I'm fine with just doing that thing. Right. Uh, but I also do think that, to some extent, I feel like I'm doing it right now. Not this episode, I mean. Uh, but, like, as of recording this, I feel like, you know, I was supposed to initially leave for my apartment in another state basically today. Uh, and then I pushed my trip back by a couple of days for someone and then pushed it back a couple more days for that same person. And I feel like... If it doesn't go well, I'm I'll, I'm no I know I'll have a good time, but also I feel like if it doesn't go well, I'm gonna be like what a what a fool I've been. Uh, but I definitely did basically exactly what he mentioned, which is essentially I chose to not go back home immediately because a cute girl was like baseball, and I was like baseball, yeah, absolutely. So that's probably my only answer right now. I can't help but keep thinking that I really hope that this works out because the number of podcasts that we've recorded since this has started. Have I really brought it up that much? I really thought I'd only, I thought this was the second time. That's why I was trying to be it's like. The se it's the second or third recording session for sure. Mm -hmm. Probably not every episode. Uh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> Jeez. If I've been talking about it way more than I think I have been, then that's. I think Super it's I think it's actually. very sweet. It's I think it's very sweet. Yeah. Um all my decisions are based on superficial reasons. I don't know that I've ever made a decision based on like thinking about it or like what should I do possibly in my entire life. I'm not really sure. Hmm. Uh, I went in, I did I did go into a science major with the idea that a uh, science major would mean the big bucks. Mm. And maybe I may maybe that was when I stopped making decisions based on a logic. Because that didn't work. So, uh, yeah, <laughs> Melissa, did, I'm assuming because you you've done plays in theaters and theaters, um, theater and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, done theaters. Is that also what your degree was in? Yeah, yeah, sure is. I have a BFA in theater. Nice. And psychology, actually. It's oh, technically okay. it's technically in both. For some reason, I double majored, but it's still a BFA. 
Oh. Yeah, I was going to say, I, I was pretty certain that that was the case because I was going to say, you and I are very different from James in this way because my first degree was in uh, music. Uh, but I did get a second degree, which was then in business. So at least hopefully that'll bring something in. Uh, you know, uh, companies, if you're listening to this, please hire me. Okay. <clears throat> now that I've done my corporate shilling and shell out and sell out, uh, <laughs> thank you for <laughs> dropping by to that segment. Um, it lasted five seconds. Um, Yes. Anyway, I was, yeah, I just think that's very... I, I remember a long time ago telling my parents that I was going to do that, and they were both like... They're also both musicians, and their first degrees were both in music, and they were both kind of like, are you sure about that? Because yeah. you won't have money. And I was like, it'll be fine. I'll make money. And then now I'm like, Haha, they were right, actually. Um, but I can't admit that, because as the kid, I have to be... You know what I mean? Like, it's a tough job being the kid of parents. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, because eventually mm. you become a parent and then like, now you're actually wrong all the time. And the kids, right again, right. Cause kids, kids, you know, every teen knows everything. Right. Oh, of course. So that's, no that's my issues. Is I'm still like, I know everything. I got it. But also I'm like, I'm so desperately in, in need of help. Do you think <laughs> that your social anxiety would be lessened if you didn't go through life trying to put forth a facade of, I know everything. I've got this. Oh, I actually don't. And I, okay. I, I, that, that is a joke specifically about like my family. I definitely, like when I was a teenager, I definitely was like, I know everything. I don't need help. But like, I actively genuinely am always like, I don't know what the hell I'm doing. So someone, you know, I, I could use guidance or whatever, you know. One day I will trick you into letting me fix you. All right. So, um, <laughs> that's what all my exes said. Anyway, exactly. Just straight exactly. out said that. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Ooh. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I, I mean, that that's all. Like, I literally, someone was like, hey, take what do you want to take AP Chem with us? And I was like, yeah. I had no attention. To, I did badly in the class, majored in the subject. It makes no sense. I uh, should have done Amazing. business. I could have done teaching, maybe. I don't know. I still don't really know what I should have majored in. Like, you know the thing where it's like, I don't have regrets because I don't know what the alternate option would have been? Yeah, of course. Yeah. Um, what if dot, 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 question mark, and there's nothing to fill in that blank. Um, right. Yep. <laughs> but I think. Like the TV show. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Right, like yeah. the Marvel show. Yeah. It's like, it's like, what if, and then the writers are, are, are frantically writing it as the thing rolls and there's mm -hmm. like. They go. Uh, oh God. Well, no, maybe next Ooh, season. Oh God. What if Ugh. it's credits already? Oh no. Um, oh, existential crisis. All right. Hey, Colin. Ooh. Mm-hmm. You want to take us to some social media and we can go to the much longer episode. Yes, I will do that. Cool. Let's get into it. So if you want to follow this show, you can follow us on Twitter at Timeline Scav. If you want to follow the network that we're all a part of, you can follow at Scavengers Net. If you want to follow me to talk more about um, when security cameras came out, you hmm. can at me at Colin M. Parker. And Colin if will see when you do to... that because uh, <laughs> no, never mind. It's fine. It's don't worry about it. Um, if you want to talk to James about whether something was actually a camera or sonar, hmm. uh, you can reach out to James at. Uh, well, it right currently it's at unabashed James, but right after we finish this recording, I will be changing to Anderson Andersonar, um, mm -hmm. because uh, that's my new product. Oh, line. see, that is good. I that found, is, that I is found good. it. Great. Yeah. Um, and if you <laughs> how did you would make like that career choice? Not a superficial reason. Randomly on a podcast, James. Oh no, <laughs> no, no. Yep. <laughs> uh, if you would like to talk to our guest about Europe. 
Yeah, I was gonna say I, sure. was, I was trying to find a way to, to link it into Cap because like I my head also immediately went to Europe. Well, They're I guess in they Europe. were in Europe at the time. I don't know. Yeah, that's dumb. <laughs> if you'd like to know more about, yeah, if you'd like to talk about you know Europe and also uh, you know theater as well. I mean, mm-hmm. that's not fully related to Captain America, but you know you did do it. So yeah. he does uh, USO tours. You, know, you can. Yeah, there you go. That that's the connection there, James. <laughs> uh, you can reach out to Melissa at. At Melissa J. Maley. My last name is spelled M-E-L-I, which is just like the four, first four letters of my first name. Oh, love it. Whoa, yeah. weird. I somehow never thought about that. Yeah. That's, huh. That's cool. Yeah. Um, easy to remember. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then, of course, the other, uh, you know, European faction that you should uh, consider looking mm. into is Nick Bramall, the gentleman who made the music that you heard at the beginning and the end of this show. And you can follow him on Twitter at N-B-R-A-M-A-L-D or at NickBramaldComposer.co.uk. And with that, that ends this episode. As always, I'm Colin M. Parker. I'm James C.S. Anderson. And I'm Melissa Bailey. (laughs) Excelsior! The Scavengers Network. Creator-driven. Community-focused. Treasured content.